What's up? What's up? Welcome back to the cast. It is Wednesday, October 28th, leading into NFL Week 7, and this is N2, and as always, J-Rod, and your friendly neighborhood, Behold. Yo, yo. So, hey, uh, we're minus EQ tonight, thank God. Maybe we'll have a chance to win this week, because he, he ended up winning again, again last week, 5-2 and two against the number. It just hurts um, my I came in at four and three. Um, B-hole at three and four, and uh, uh, under yeah, Jared at two and five. It Ooh. was yikes. I changed seats. I'm hoping that helped. <coughs> That's all right. I, um, yeah, so you know, I think we'll do a Hawks roundtable real quick before we uh, get into the lead-in for this week's games against the Niners. But uh, we signed week, a pass rusher. Yeah, we signed a pass rusher. Carlos Dunlap. I mean. When you have the worst defense statistically through six games in NFL history, I think it's time to look for some help. Well, if you look at what our offense is putting up points-wise, there's no reason we should lose a game. When What are we averaging, like 28 points a game or something like that? It's like 31 or 32 31, Yeah, a game. it's up there. So, I mean, our defense is a fucking sieve. We just need our defense to hold them to 20, 21, 24. Four, I'm 20, happy. 24 points in we'll, the 20s? we'll probably win the game, right? I mean, realistically, if you look at what they're averaging, if they give up 28, they're going to win every game. And that's insane. I mean, if that goes back to the Broncos uh, when they won the, or when hey, they won the AFC and they went to play the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Guess what happened when they went up against the defense? The snap went over their head. Yeah, well, that was the intimidation factor of the Twelves in New York. But still, you got to look at what the, the Seahawks are going to do to win games, and they already score. Right? They can run the ball as well, but they can't play well, defense. We we could run the ball as well. We're without Carson this week, and Hyde's questionable with a hammy. So I'm a little nervous about the I'm running. Actually, situation. hoping that uh, Homer. Uh, no, Hyde clears up a little bit. Yeah, because I picked him up off the waivers. Yeah. So and, and you know what? I mean, he's got, he's got three down plays, back potential. I, I mean, he's a he's a he only ran for a thousand yards last season. Only it, where was that at in Houston? Yeah, yeah. And just to be and what do we know about the players that leave Houston? They are usually, usually worth successful. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they're usually successful. So they go elsewhere. Uh, but the coaches that leave traditionally aren't. Now, to be fair, I do have to find myself chipping in here. Last week, uh, I couldn't be on the show because I uh, got caught up with a fire. I had to save some wallabies. At God the bless Outback. the wallaby. Uh, and I, I just I listened to the cast last week, and I realized that every single one of you made a uh, critical error. Now, the problem is, is that for the last five weeks, the Seahawks have been rolling through every single opponent. It didn't matter what type of wildlife it may be. <laughs> the Seahawk was just absolutely devastating. Dominant. Now, the one weakness a Seahawk does have isn't a normal cardinal. It's a, it's a desert cardinal. <laughs> the desert, the cardinal. desert cardinal. And I heard, I've heard ducks don't like those either. This is very true. There's not a pond in sight. See, that's part of the problem is that a sea, is that the Seahawk was so far away from the sea geographically. Now, to back up my point, what happened when Seattle went down and, fought, and played in, in, in Miami? Oh, Close to the ocean. Yeah. Sounded, now, to back it up again, what happened when they went to MetLife? Uh, they won that game, too. Yeah, I mean, All right, man, listen. How far away were they geographically from a large mass of water? Oh, Probably within 15 miles. Yeah, a, lot, right, a lot closer then. than so, Arizona. In the home stadium? Uh, they're within 10 miles. And, and Actually, two? five miles. I think, uh, in two, as a, as, a, as a massive fan, not to be rude, but as a massive fan, how are they divisionally against opponents, and how are they at home? Oh, well, they're quite stiff. They, they don't lose. Only to the Cardinals at home, those desert Cardinals. I will bring up one point. George Strait does have oceanfront property in Arizona. This is what, all I'm or, saying. Or so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> nah, this is a, this is just something else. Bruce, Bruce brings up a valid point. 
we're kind of with Brucey. They we're are ways, close, ways yeah, from a body they, of water. They are closer to water. They are at home. So I like the prospects against the Niners this week. Leading off, we got the Hawks as a three-point favorite against the Jimmy Garoppolo-led porn stash Niners. Ah. Uh, no Richard Sherman, so there's no drama on this one here. Um, yeah. Seahawks played them very close with no running game last year. Um, was a Hollister yard away from winning the division. I think the Hawks uh, have a chance to get right. They're only three-point favorites, which tells me that the, the defense is still getting no respect. Um, I'm interested to see if the number is going to move closer to the end of the week with Dunlap signing. So I think grab the Hawks right now at three and a half. I'm I'm nervous about this game, to be honest. You should be nervous about I'm, it. I'm very nervous. that The Niners... There was a little blip where they were, you know, they got bitten by the injury bug, obviously. And uh, it, it seemed they were kind of spiraling out of control, but they have been actually impressive the last couple weeks. Um, and they always play us tough. It's always a good game. I, I could see it being within a three-point game, so I'm going to take the Niners in the points, as much as that pains me. All right, now listen. I'm here this time, so I'm going to three and a half point spread, right? Three and a half point spread, correct? Actually, I got three on the it's, number, but I expect it to move at some point. Yeah. Now, listen, this is the key part here. What did miners use to keep them alive inside of a mine? Uh, doves, or it was some type of bird. Pigeons. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bird. Okay. <laughs> now, in this situation, what's going to happen is that the Niners are going to allow the Seahawks to play coy with them. Way late. Now, they're going to see the Hawks lay down, and they're going to be like, oh, we need to lay down as well. And the next thing you know, Seahawks are back up. They fly out of the tunnel. Miners die in the gas. This is a Seattle victory. All right. Brucey's taking uh, Seattle, which I assume Jared is taking this as is, well. Uh, no, Brucey is locking this. <laughs> Brucey's locking the Hawks. That's a tough lock, That's man. a tough the lock. Division games are always tough to man, lock. Brucey's and... confident in this one. What was uh, your lock last week? Oh, well, Brucey's was the. I uh, had to go fight fires in the air. Yeah, Brucey's was I out. I believe Jed took the <laughs> yeah, uh, take the Patriots. Week. The Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. That was abysmal. Against I think that had to do Jimmy. with uh, the fact that he knew at some point Stidham was going to get in the game, and he liked the last <laughs> name. Something about it's a uh, very cheeky. So we got two Hawks and a Niner. Yeah, I'm definitely going to still stick with the Hawks. You know, one is, thing though, is I just Adams know, playing this week? No, not yet. It, it's he's still questionable still on the injury here. report. Uh, no participant in, pa- in practice. Dunlap's not going to be available for yeah, this week until uh, the week nine game at Buffalo, um, which looks like an, an easier, winnable game. So theoretically, if the Hawks get this one. Um, they're in a pretty good position to come back again and get that rematch with the Cardinals um, and still only have one loss on the record. Um, before we move on to the next one, I do want to say Arizona is a team that is on the contender list, right? They're probably going to be to the playoffs. They're playing well. They're not quite the team that's going to be ready, I think, to, to overtake the division, but they're on the up and up. They remind me of the 2012 Seahawks a little bit. I could see that for sure. No, 100%. Now, too... To double down on your point. Oh, Jared, here. good to see you again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I saw Brucey leaving while I was in the bathroom. Uh, so the the one thing I want to point out is that the announcers for the last Seattle game must be listening to Z-Bookies. Because did, you, did you hear what they brought up? I didn't. They said that this year could be the first year we see all four teams in the playoffs because of the oh, playoff yeah. expansion. And if I'm correct here, I did call that a while ago. Right. Yeah. No, we did talk about that it, a couple weeks ago. Statistically, it would be tough, but it is possible. That is Not for sure. Right now, you can count for sure, one hundred percent, that you don't have more than one team out of the NFC East right no, now. No, no, I get that. It's <laughs> so real. So I'm going to skip to the. I got we got uh, seven games on the schedule, but let's go to this next one because so we can talk about that because I want to get in on it. Yeah, let's go. So 
Um, the Saints and Bears, right? It's Love it's it. our fifth one on the schedule, but I'm gonna just pick it for our second one, just to piggyback on what you're talking about with four teams possibly making the playoffs out of the NFC West. This is the game for tiebreaker purposes that could go a long way in deciding it. You had the Rams just recently beat the Bears. You got a situation where the Bears are probably gonna finish second in their division. So now you got to look at the Saints. If you're taking the Bucks to win the division, yeah. the Saints are the next best chance. The eight, the East has no shot other than the team that wins the division 100%. to get a wild card. Yeah. So it's going to come down to the Bears, the Saints, and the Rams more than likely, or the Niners, depending on which of those teams finishes last in the NFC West. So this game goes a but long way. How many way. running backs does the 49ers have? They have. They're, they're just pulling them out of nowhere. It's no, I've never even heard of this Shanahan. guy. That's Michael Hastings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, it's it's the coach. The coach is developing. You know, a good play. The coach developed system. his hair. Have you seen I his just picture? Think, I, like I think it. that that play that playbook is so friendly with the misdirection. And for a running back, there's so many it's wide a, it open. It sets holes. up mismatches too in yeah. the passing game for the running back all the time. Yeah, yeah. not to not to no, jump in there, a, but I just yeah. was I was as I look at what's happening. You know who the most claimed person in the waiver wires was this weekend? Hastings. Hey, Hastings, absolutely. I got him, in fact. I know. And then you tried to trade him, <laughs> which is a well, smart I don't move. Need him. I just want him so no one else can have <laughs> Just to turn around and <laughs> flip smart. your score is great. So you got the Saints at a four point road favorite at the Bears and the Bears looked like they couldn't play offense against the Rams as most of us predicted on the cast last week right how do the Bears um win this game against the Saints I don't think they do uh, well okay I want to ask your guys' opinion on something because the Saints play indoors on the fast track they're going to go up to Soldier Field in October it's going to be in the 40s blustery it's cold already up here in the northwest it is it's going to be in the 40s I'm looking at the uh, predicted weather right now partly cloudy uh, high of 43 it's a 125 game Breeze has had a noodle arm this year do you too. think that affects the Saints yeah absolutely well it affects the downfield passing um but the Saints can run the ball. Well, that's what I was about to say. If you're an owner of Alvin Kamara, or which I also am, that or that's an good. owner of the uh, other guy, Latavius Murray, he's good. I've too. got him on my bench. You're gonna, you're they're handcuffed. Yeah, they're just gonna great weekend for you. Absolutely. I think. Yeah. I mean, as potent as the Bears' rush defense is, Michael it's Thomas be hard, still isn't but, practicing. No, he's not. I don't even think that. And this, Emmanuel Sanders is that as well. This is such That's a big fact this is well. such a tough game for for me to pick with the number on it with four because I think the Saints are going to be quite fortunate to walk away with a win just given the fact that they are leaving the friendly in confines of being indoors. They do like to move quickly as well. Anything that interrupts their their rhythm um, is a problem. And the Bears are such a stale, stagnant, tough defensive team. I, I hate to do it, but I think I'm going to go with the Bears. Even though Nagy can't call a game to save his life, the Bears' defense is good enough, and I just don't trust uh, Breeze on the road um, outdoors. His I, ar- he's old. His arm's I not— I totally agree. Yeah. I'm going Bears as well. And here's a, another kind of cue for me. I look at the over-under, and Bears, the Bears this year, in low-scoring games, that's where their wheelhouse is, right? Yeah. They grind out low-scoring games. Over-under at 43-and-a-half. That's a pretty low over-under. Oh, yeah. Um, with the points— and the low-scoring game, I'm going to take the Bears as well. Uh, I, I, either way, it's a lose-lose. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think you guys are right. Um, but I like the Saints. I don't like the number, but I like the Saints. So I'll go with the Saints. Two Bears and a Saint. Moving I, on, what do we got next, Nick? So we're going to go back up to um, a good one. This is kind of a battle of, again, mid-tier contenders. You got the Raiders on the road um, going against the Browns, and the Browns are going to be two-and-a-half-point favorites on this one. I don't have the over-under in front of me. If one of you guys does, give me an idea of what we're looking at. 51-and-a-half. That sounds about right. I was thinking 52 or 53 in my head. Um, 
you know, without Odell Beckham Jr. here um, in Cleveland, um, it just seems that they're going to go right back to the running game. For whatever reason, the Raiders haven't been having a lot of success uh, with Jacobs finding the end zone. Um, and Carr's having to do a lot more than I think that the game plan would want him to do. But this is just one of those games, again, where I'm looking at Cleveland as a home favorite in a game where they've got a record where they've beaten kind of the mid-tier teams, the teams they should beat, which is good. But I look at them against teams that are decent right and at above average and they look like they struggle and the Raiders are above average they went the Raiders went on the on the road beat the Chiefs I I kind of got to go with the Raiders on this one they're they're um underdogs so I'm gonna go straight up on the Raiders I hate to piggyback on you again but just because you picked first but I'm going Raiders as well um I don't know I think Gruden's a much better coach obviously Uh, I think most people would agree with that the Browns are down Odell Beckham Jr which it takes an entire dimension away from their offense. You, you, you have to admit, Jarvis Landry's good, but Odell Beckham's great. He's one play away from scoring any place on the field. Um, yeah, I'm going Raiders. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to just not go against the flow here and go with the Raiders. I've, I've liked, actually, what I've seen from it, them. They don't look bad. They don't look bad. They beat the Chiefs. They have a really good tight end. Uh, they have a wide receiver that's possibly catching a second wind in Aguilar. Um, maybe getting like, out of Philly. I was, like that yeah. mention. Aguilar has had some separation um, getting the ball. I mean, deep downfield, and Ruggs is another guy that stretches the field yeah. for him. I just kind of having is that, Renfro that, out? He's hurt, isn't he? I haven't seen the injury report. Well, on to him. give you uh, the last three games since he's been included, um, he's fourteen, seventeen, and twenty-one for points scored in fantasy. Aguilar, uh, yeah, as Aguilar, so yeah. um, pretty solid for what comparison to what he was last. Yeah, year no doubt. In, and in, you know what, Carr for all the ridicule he's taken. He's, he's played great. He's played really well. He's played I mean, above, was, his, above his pay grade. He's played above average, above his pay grade for sure. He's not a, been a uh, game manager. He's made some plays. He's made some important throws at, at big moments. I mean, he's he's played well. Yeah, there's been a uh, definite shift this year for sure. I think bringing in the maybe paying somebody Gruden. as much money as they brought in. Just well, Gruden. And having Mariota sitting right behind yeah. you can't, can't hurt. You know what I mean? Motivation. People underestimate the value of motivation when it comes to sports. Right. And there's a... First off, it'd be embarrassing. He's been that, you know, starting quarterback for how many years? Yeah. And have Mariota, who got basically shown the door in Tennessee, yep. come in and just take your job. That, I want to. I want to be embarrassing. Real quick to piggyback on that, well, since we mentioned the word piggyback a lot now, um, Derek Carr took the Raiders, I believe, to a twelve and four record where they were a wild card team. Um, his second year into the league, yeah. so he's got potential to be a good playoff high caliber quarterback and like I was saying kind of interrupting was Gruden is the guy who's really responsible for the development he's the quarterback guru I mean he was the guy that was on all the draft shows and he'd have all the young quarterbacks in there yep. and he'd yeah, no. get him into the room like Gruden's whatever you know right. I'm Gruden, just gonna give, wasn't the grind yeah, so, can Something I give you a little like bit of my John Gruden here yeah, yeah go ahead yeah, feel free it. yeah I tell you man I look at this guy here Derek Carr this is a guy who will stare down the middle linebacker he's gonna look across the field hey b- hey what's that play call right there man that's spider two Y banana you know what you're looking for right there <laughs> oh, spider two Y banana knock on wood if you're with me man I love it. That's some knocks. That's, that's that's the little John oh, that Gruden for you. Good. Um, that's good. That's uh, what's the guy who does all the voiceovers? Caliendo. That's Caliendo level yeah. almost. Sixteen and zero, man. <laughs> he, yeah. he actually Caliendo went to when they did the hard knocks. He came into one of their meetings and did some impressions. It was pretty. Oh, funny. he's phenomenal. All right, so um, Rams 
on the road at the Dolphins wildlife special. You got the Rams three Go and fins. a half point Go favorites. Fins. I'm not picking the Finns, but I want them to win just for our division. Go first. Give us your analysis on this one. Behold. I, I think the Rams take it. I don't think the Dolphins really scare anybody. It's to his first start. And Aaron Donald is his first start. That's a great point. I didn't even think about the so, aspect of so Tua think being, about yep. even if it's just mentally, he knows who the fuck Aaron Donald is. Oh yeah, and the, it, is the Dolphins' offensive line dominant? I mean, they're getting the job done. They're getting the job done, but Aaron Donald is dominant. He's going to get in the backfield, and I don't know if he gets in early and he gets to Tua a couple times. That could throw his entire rhythm off. It's his first professional start. Granted, he took four snaps or whatever at the end of the last game. But I gotta take the Rams in this one. They've been playing pretty well, actually. They're five and two. Um, Big game in separation of wild card. It, it really is, and I, I just don't, I don't trust two enough. I haven't seen anything that makes me want to trust him enough to think that he's gonna just. Well, how do you know? He's gonna beat the Rams in his yeah. first NFL start. I really want to hear Jared before I. Pick. I was gonna say, if you got anything that <laughs> goes against that, please feel free to chime I, in. No, I agree. I think the Rams are a very athletic team uh, defensively. I think that um, this is my lock, by the way. That's fine. okay. That's, that's a good fair. lock. That's a good lock. Uh, I, I don't. I think this is going to be a very hard game to figure out how much different the NFL is than college because the talent level of what's on the Rams. And you don't think Jalen Ramsey steals one? They're, I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, other good point. That's it. I mean, Jalen's a, a savage. He's a, he's a dog. They have a lot of really good secondary players who play great in the system. And like you they got a said, good young middle linebacker too, actually, I, there is no other human being on the face of the planet who lines up and plays fucking D tackle or nose tackle the way Aaron Donald does. Not a single individual. He's a double team, and he beats those every splits single him. time. Splits them like wet pine. It's gross. He's the, I mean, it's just Is gross. Is wet pine easy to split? Yeah. I don't know, but it's really satisfying when it does. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just uh, I I don't like the Dolphins in this game. I feel like anybody who is bought into Fitzmagic is not going to be bought into Tua time, you know, Um so, no, I'm, so, I'm with the Rams. I'm so glad I'm going third on this because you guys both made just excellent points all around for all the reasons for <laughs> me so to you're gonna pick the Dolphins. smell no, a fin. No, absolutely not. No. How could I pick the Dolphins? Everything exactly. that you guys just said is a thousand percent true. And not to mention, you know, uh, EQ would be saying goof is going to be here for this game, but this is a golf game. Um, you know, when they went on the road and played Buffalo and they fell behind early, they fa- they found something on the road um, in Buffalo in a tough place to play. I don't like the division that the AFC East has produced this year in terms of its offense or its defense. Um, so the Finns can be had here. I like the action that the Rams run on play action. This is a Robert Woods, Tyler Higby game. And I think that the Rams are going to generate a lot of offense and a lot of points. And like all you're saying with Tua um, and the Fitzpatrick thing, totally. I mean, if anybody, I feel bad for the guy. If anybody in that locker room felt like that, that team had a chance to get to the playoffs this season with seven they teams don't being anymore. optional, right? It was with Fitz Magic. Right. It was definitely with now I'm not now look at what Herbert's done, right? Look at what Burrow's done. These are guys that have come in and, and they were in the same round that Tua was taken in. And we all thought before the injury that Tua was going to be ahead of those two guys. Yeah. So let's just think for one second that he's not going to be totally lost out there. And that let's not think for one second that the, the guys aren't going to want to pick up a rookie and, and give him his first win. But the realism is, is that how deflated are you as a veteran or a guy who's even young and hungry up and coming on the dolphins to, to know that your front office thinks that your team's going to lose this well, year. And, and it, it's a, if I'm a player, I think, okay, the front office just chose next year's or maybe even the year after's team 
as a priority versus the team that they have right here and now. They have a chance to win now. The Patriots are down. The Bills are not world no, beaters. They're no. three and three. They're They've in been the exposed. Thing. The Bills have been exposed. Their defense looks like trash compared to last year. I don't you know, even want to move off this game. If you're a good salesman <laughs> inside that room, you're going to sell it to the guys that saying, I think that this is going to be our best chance. Look at what's happening with young athletic quarterbacks across the league. Look at what happened with Burrow. Look at what happened with Herbert. But there's so many guys who you know were bought into the Fitz magic. No, I know that. Exactly. And I'm not moving off my point here. They went on I the think road and beat the bullshit. Niners? Yeah, no. I think it's bullshit. I think that the your team was solidified around Ryan. I think that that was the play. Um, I've personally never been a huge fan of Tua. He's a good ball player, but I don't think that he's... Um, He's the least out of the three that came out of this draft, um, in my I, opinion. I don't know if I'd say that. I just we think haven't that seen it. We haven't. We seen don't it know. Yet. I just look at uh, the coaching. I look at the pressure that's taken off of you inside of the system that he played in. I look at the wide receivers that he had. Um, I think Herbert might be the best. Prove I, me wrong. I think that you might be right, and I thought he might be the worst of the three, to be completely honest with you, because of the conference he played in. It wasn't tested with sure. a lot of five-star athletes. But like, on the Pac-12. like J-Rod mentioned, like in the SEC, you know, you turn and throw the ball, there's a five-star athlete ready to catch it. I always 100%. I always filter with the, the spectrum of what have you done with what you had in the area you had. So to highlight this, just to be completely fair, because I loved this point, and I saw it this weekend – and I'll no longer talk about the Chargers or Herbert or any of these offensive Lies. rookies, but we got into it because of the tie-in. But Herbert threw for four games throughout his entire college career over 300 yards, and he's had more games in the NFL than he did then. And the reasoning behind that... More games over. Ario, his offensive coordinator for his junior and senior year, his entire offense totaled 25 yards in their game last week last week yeah 25 yards of total offense and that's the old coordinator that herbert came from that was the guy calling the plays in so his play style was always very reserved um i yeah enough we I'm, all I'm, we all picked the rams, I, I think, I'm yeah, rams. i mean we did it. i think that was one of the best analytic you know segments of a game that we've actually had to dive into to really justify yeah. why the rams are going to beat the shit and cover the dolphins and cover three yeah, and, and a half three i can't half. believe three and a half three and is really half is the too number small. here um so really the preview game coming up next for all of you east coast fans who have been holding it out and touching yourself the steelers <laughs> and the ravens ravens ah, three and game. a half point Ooh. favorites i love it at home against the undefeated steelers who've got a great defense i don't i mean i want to talk on this one but let's I mean, let's look at each other right now. Who wants to get in first on this one? I don't even know yet. I do. I, mean, I want to get in on go this Nick, one. Go, Go. I got to take the Steelers here. Yeah. I, I don't care that they're due for a loss. I know that that stigma is a good thing to lose a game, which, you know, the Seahawks getting one will ultimately help them and, and get them better, help them identify their weaknesses. But this is a game where the defense is going to dictate the play. And Minka Fitzpatrick has so far proven to be such a massive difference maker on the defensive side of the ball for the Steelers. And the offense has been showing that they're capable of moving it up and down. This is a game where I don't know if Lamar can come out and establish enough points early because they're predicated on running the ball. And if they can't get in and do it, and the Steelers' defense comes in number one, this is a game the defense controls. And I like the Steelers to win the game outright. I... I can't disagree because I think the Ravens are not built to come from behind, especially if it's a multiple possession deficit. We we saw it against the Chiefs, I think it was, wasn't it? Yep, Monday night. Where they fell behind and they just 
Their offense isn't built that way. Granted, I mean, Lamar's a big play waiting to happen, don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't seem that that's how their system works. Um, that being said, I'm taking the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, it's a gut. It's a gut thing. Honestly. No, I actually agree with you. I think that this is going to be um, in a divisional game that's re- uh, a divisional race that's right now a one game, you know, and this is going to be one of the tiebreakers. That, that division's you give a got a chance to put some teams. Yeah. In They've the got playoffs. three teams, I think, that make it. Um, what pushed me over the edge is that it's in Baltimore. Yeah, and I, it, I like that, but I think that this is also a, a statement game for probably. Um, Lamar, I think that this is like you said, the number one defense. <coughs> as COVID. much as I, uh, as much as I love what the Steelers have done this year, finding new weapons to introduce to us to love and watch, like Chase, I, Who I just got on trade. I like. I should veto it. I like too late. The I didn't veto yours. I like the Ravens. I like the Ravens here. Um, I like them at home. I think the Steelers are the gonna no longer be undefeated. And to be honest, I'm the Steelers beat Tennessee, but Tennessee doesn't scare me as much as I think they do everyone else. Tennessee is only scary in my god honest opinion in playoffs late season because your guys are tired and they have to spend sixty Absolutely. minutes. Exactly. Henry. And Tannehill has proven this year that he's not so far gonna have the fall in your face game. Right. And he's gonna he's gonna play. If you watch he's a Pro Bowl like did you number guys, two, three. He's gonna steal the MVP. Did from you guys us. watch the game at no, all? No, he's not gonna do that. He's not gonna that's that's crazy. That's talk. dumb. I hey. okay, did you guys watch the game at all though? Yeah, um, it, yeah. It was a tale of two halves, though. Absolutely, it Steelers was. dominated and it the was, first that's half. That's kind of exactly to piggyback onto the late season worn out teams. The second half, when the Steelers defense got a little tired, Henry kind of came alive. Sure, yeah. And that's you it was already cold. A change. He's yeah. a t- he's day. a tough guy to deal with for sixty minutes. Yes, that's no, a long I don't care time. if you have eight. I don't but care if you there have was, nine. I, I think it was either an outside or middle linebacker for Pittsburgh came up and stuck Henry in the hole on the goal line and stopped him cold in his tracks. It can happen. Granted, granted that defender had to leave the game because I think he separated his shoulder, but it was it was a that's a grown it, man. It was a gnarly collision. That, it was a grown man play. But that's the sacrifice, right? That's, so now this guy has that to play. sit They out. scored the next play. J-Rod, exactly. J-Rod, if you had to equate Derrick Henry to a UFC fighter, I would go with Francis Ngannou. Oh, I mean, that's the closest thing you could. Rumble would be probably my second choice. Yeah, I Johnson? would go. Yeah, Rumble Johnson is a close second, but no, Look the, the absolute Johnson, get over here. No, Derrick Henry brings absolutely He's a heater. spirit. Like Ngannou in his last fight against Rosenstrike just said, "Hey, you're known for hitting people really hard." You're bringing in like an M16. I have a bazooka. How stop this? Yeah. It was just amazing. Um, so the last of the six pack before mm-hmm. the COVID special, Crack we've em. got the um, ever exciting Stephen A. Smith uh, Cowboys going on the road <laughs> to the uh, brotherly love, <laughs> the home. division leaders. Yeah, and the I know we have, <laughs> we have to talk about this game because Eagles. it's for the division. Yeah, well, the only reason we're putting this out there for you to listen to is because there's implications. The for Eagles a title. are eight point favorites, and oh yeah, Ooh, that's I was just such about a heavy to say that. Number. That's heavy. But oh, is Andy Dalton gonna play? Who's starting? No. Did you see Andy Dalton? I don't even know the guy. He got decapitated. Yeah. He was gone. Eagles. How did that happen? Who? Why are the Dallas? Why? How did the Dallas? I thought they had a good line. I thought they, I thought they no. protect their quarterback. No. What's, going on? What's going on? Well, I think that Zeke gets the ball about thirty-five times this game. He I has don't even to. know about that. I mean, what else are you going to do? Who's who's starting at quarterback for them? I don't They're even quitting. know. They're done. They are. They're done. I, I can see I the eight-point favorite easily being covered here just by the fact that they're not even going to show up. I mean, they just got boat raced by the. Then the again, Washington though, the second that you team. bet on the Eagles. You lose. I, like, I, I hate. This I'm going to go super hard on this. I totally agree with you. on My lock. Right yeah. here, I got a lock. I'm locking them too. I used. To, I, Oof. Yeah. Is this this is a first double, double lock. lock. Double wow. Lock. I just don't know who's gonna who's gonna quarterback. Who's gonna? I mean, even if it is Andy Dalton. Uh, who? 
the defense for the Eagles can do enough. Ben DiNucci. Ben, ben DiNucci. As yeah. shitty as the Eagles are as a whole entire team, their defense is good enough to beat the <laughs> shit out Nick, of the Cowboys. Nick, Nick, you know a lot about sports. Have you ever heard of Ben DiNucci? Yeah, I don't think so. He sounds like an actor from The Sopranos or something. He looks Where like did an he actor play? from The Sopranos. Look at this guy. I know this is uh, audio, not video, but look at this guy's face. Okay, yeah, check we'll, that out. We're having an opportunity. I'm so taking just, the Eagles. Just, to, I'm gonna give, uh, just after seeing Ben DiNucci's face, okay. I'm taking the Eagles. Let's go. Kellen Let's Moore should turn to... Is he still the offensive oh. coordinator? Are you guys ready for this? down and get out there and put on a helmet because that guy could play quarterback better than Danucci. Well, I saw James it. Madison. You know what the Cowboys should do? Is That's where sh- he played his college ball was James oh, Madison. Ben Danucci played at James Madison. Wow. He's a... Isn't that he is possibly going to start no, school that he's they, a uh, rookie, guys. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the school that Major Payne, that he was, you know, Damon Wayans, remember that? when they? Uh, yeah. The boys, isn't that that school? So that I believe so. I can not argue with you guys locking against Ben DiNucci. I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, lock How that you, up. Oh, the Cowboys are an embarrassment, but what they should do is they should try to get Fitzpatrick if Tui has any kind of success whatsoever. They oh, should, 100%. 100%. I mean, they the trade go, deadline's next no, week. Could you see Fitzmagic coming right to Dallas and bringing him to the playoffs? Oh, my God. I could. I would hate it, but it would be so awesome to watch. I just want to watch. I want to watch. This is the best part about that is I want to watch all those fucking red-blooded Americans be like, hell yeah, my quarterback, he's got a doctorate from Harvard. Where'd your (laughs) quarterback go? (laughs) Oh, some state school. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yep. Some state school. That would be the best part, man. Yeah. So uh, I'm all aboard. Jerry Jones signed Fitzmagic. And just a just a tail on that. uh, Dalton did not practice today. Um, He'll need to clear. He's he's still got to clear the five steps concussion protocol. I didn't see the hit. I heard it was brutal. It was bad. He was on the ground. The guy. The guy should have been ejected if he wasn't. I didn't watch the game. Andy Dalton was looking forward down the field in a baseball slide, slide. and the guy fucking took his helmet off. Helmet. It was just brutal. I mean, I can't believe that that happens in the NFL. I mean, that's just something that should never take place. But that shame, was the first. That was the worst. Shame on the one. Cowboys, man. They yeah. missed Jason Garrett, yeah, unfortunately. Go. Watch this. I'm this going to watch it real quick. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. B-Hole's got the there. video pulled up and just getting a visual of it here. He's running. He's running. He's... Oh, my God. Yeah. He's out. Yeah. thousand percent. And he's clearly sliding. Oh, th- I mean, it... boy could have put the brakes on. He has no clue where he is. Not an idea. He's grabbing the grass. Yes. To, so it, he stops spinning. He thinks he's upside down. He does. Yeah. Uh, it, it's painful. He's going to fall There's off the Danucci. planet. Here yeah. comes Danucci. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I think the Cowboys are fucked unless they get some other quarterback on yep. trade. So COVID special. COVID special. Let's get into it. Lead us in. Me? No. No. I don't want to. I don't <laughs> want it. Minnesota Vikings on the road. The Minnesota yeah. Vikings. I get the uh, Green Bay Packers. Minnesota. This is your uh, Fran Tarkin and Bart Starr special here. And the only reason we're talking about this, records, I mean, the Vikings don't look good on paper. They don't look Historic good to game. the eye, actually, either. But it's just a Vikings-Packers at Lambeau Field. It's a division game. Um, I just think it's worth mentioning for the COVID Historic. Special. They've played so many games. It's like the Bears-Packers rivalry. I mean, the NFC North is such an old-school division that you have to talk about it. And, you know, we've we've mentioned the rodgers Lafleur relationship. And last week, um, the Swiss Cheese Packers took down the Texans. Um, I like the Packers to, to win this one because they seem to do well against the teams that they should beat. Um, I, I thought that they'd play better against the Bucks when they went on the road. Um, the Bucks proved to be much, much improved uh, over the first couple of weeks of the year. So I still think that the Packers are good enough to get a touchdown here. But, you know, you never know which Kirk Cousins is going to show up on the road. The Vikings are a tricky road team. If Cook comes back 
and they can run the ball. He's they've expected got, to play. Though. They've got the formula to kind of keep uh, the you know Rogers guy on the the sideline, don't they? Cook is expected to play, and I don't think Aaron Jones is. I heard that. I heard that it might be the Jamal Williams show, but isn't it fair to say that Rogers has Wait, done enough in the past? Minute. What are you guys talking about? Yeah, you have him in your starting lineup, don't you? I do. I don't think he's going to play. Ah, uh, stop. Well, you'll have to check that later. Yeah. This, hey, Go ahead. This Keep is talking. our time. I'm talking. Jared. No, I mean, I think that the the Packers are winning, but um, yeah, Rogers. Uh, yeah, that guy deserves better. You know, that guy's uh, put in a lot for this organization and. His relationship with Lafleur is—he's kind of a tool bag, though. He is definitely a tool bag. He he definitely throws his guys under the bus during the game just with his facial expressions, but he's put in a lot for the Green Bay organization, and and they're a good enough team. And you know, this is probably his last year, Thank in God. my opinion, to where he's got a chance to to have a title with Green Bay. If they don't get it done this year, then that the the guy that they drafted, Jordan Love, is probably. You know, going to be the heir apparent, and they might even think about moving him. But this year, yeah, who knows? You know what? I'm going to go Vikings. I just gross. It, I don't think they win the game. I think they're within the touchdown. Have you guys seen Justin Jefferson? Oh yeah, he's oh a he's monster. impressive. Yeah, he's he really nice. Has stepped into the role that Stephon Diggs left and blossomed. I think he's the he's number bigger. one next year. Um, he's bigger and faster. He's bigger and faster. Um, they're going to get Dalvin Cook back. Um, Aaron Jones being gone is a big deal for Green Bay. Jamal Williams is a serviceable back, but he's not Aaron Jones. He's not gone. He's questionable. Okay, okay. I've got I've got a little inside info. So you got keep him keep him in your starting lineup. Look, Brett Favre has been texting him, and Brett Favre stays really close to the Green Bay Packers. He actually really does. No, he really does. Yeah, I no, would. He's a legend. I'm, I'm taking Minnesota not to win, but to cover um, in what I think is a close game in Lambeau. You're wrong. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, I do disagree with you, though. Uh, I didn't lock the Patriots last week. That's fair. I mean, what do I fucking know? I'm ass. Um, did I at least get the COVID right, Nick? Uh, anyways, uh, I like Devontae Adams in the lineup. It's a completely different game. Yeah, no, and last week you saw that. Yeah, it's He's a on completely my fantasy different team. game. He's on my fantasy team with Alvin Kamara. <laughs> yeah, you know, you just get him on the field and... You just let Rodgers throw the ball. Fuck sakes, he's thrown 17 touchdowns to two interceptions. Did you guys hear the Will Fuller to Green Bay trade rumors? No, uh, but I love it because oh, the can Texans, you imagine? Well, the Texans are classic at giving up great players. It's for just going to be the next. They got rid of Bill O'Brien and they still can't hold on to talent. Well, oh, yeah, I mean They're you're classic. in full teardown mode if you're but in Texan. Honestly, I've such I, a shame. I, I mean, so how did you do that with how the, Deshaun is Watson? Will Fuller in Green Bay though. Very. Terrifying. Because especially if they get Lazard back healthy. That's oh, man. the yeah. top three of Adams, Fuller, and Lazard. Suddenly, all of a sudden, Rodgers' receiving core looks pretty fucking terrifying with Aaron Jones standing behind him. If you if you had that wide receiver core, we should do a special on who has the best wide receiver core, Seahawks versus Packers, because those are the teams. You know, the, the Cardinals are kind of close because Fitzgerald proved to still have value. Him and Hopkins together is kind of tough to defend with and two really do, huge big bodies. Do you bodies. think if Will Fuller goes to Green Bay, that's, I mean, if they stay healthy, you walk them into the N- NFC title game? Uh, walk them in? It depends on what their path is. If they So the, the, the three teams that I think are going to end up intercepting each other along the way are the Seahawks, the Packers, and the Bucks. In which order they end up meeting, well, that'll determine them, a two lot. Of, two of them are going to have home field advantage until the NFC title. You know, game. the interesting thing, actually, you know, the interesting thing is that the, the the team who gets the number one seed is the only team who gets a bye this year in the yep, playoffs. That's true. So if the Hawks end up getting the number one, which I think they still will, um, that puts an interesting dynamic because I think that the Bucks would end up winning the division to be your three and that the Tampa Bay are... 
did I say the Bucks? Tampa Bay, yeah, they ended up getting your three. Green Bay would end up being your two. And I think they'd end up playing each other in the, the semis if, you know, all worked out according to the math. At that point, I mean, I don't know. Even if the Bucks went on the road at the Packers, based on the first in game December? that they played, I know what you're I know what you're saying, but yeah. I mean, but what we saw in the game that they actually played already this year, it was 38-10. And Tom can play in the weather. We know I that. was just about to say, what does Tom care about fucking cold? But Mike Evans, Chris Godwin? I think the Bucks. Ronald Jones. I think the Bucks would Leonard be. Leonard Fournette. Those guys all play in Florida. So I don't think you walk the Packers into the title game. No, I think that they still have a tougher path than Seattle. If Seattle ends up getting the one seed, regardless if they have fan control or not, they just historically don't travel well in the playoffs in big game moments. They've never made the playoff or never made the Super Bowl um, without having home field throughout. So I just think the combination of Devonta Adams is one of the best, if not the best route runner in the NFL. Can we all agree on that? I, so he's that's, really good. That's a, yeah, he's, and then Will Fuller, he's up there, can take the top off of pretty much any fucking defense. I mean, as far as route runners, it used to be Antonio Brown was by far the best yeah. route runner in the league. And he's back. Yeah. He is back, That's but we haven't point. seen him back, right? I mean, he caught one touchdown from Brady in in and uh, that was good. New England. That was, you and know, it was a, yeah, it was a nice play. It was a little back shoulder. If it wasn't for the made up sexual assault story with that trainer uh, to get him out of the league for him acting the fool, uh, I don't <laughs> think what he did is made up. I think that it wasn't solicited by her is what's made up. Yeah, well, who knows? And that's yeah, just my my bullshit opinion. So ignore that. So, um, what the fuck happened to Gaethje? Um, oh, fading right into it. What did happen? I mean, those are the sorry guys. Those are the the seven so games we, we got for we NFL. Pick? Yeah, we all got a pick in there. Um, uh, you know, I honestly look at it and kind of think: um, it was it the travel? Is it the temperature? What was it? You know, he looked tired. Or is Khabib out. just that good? No, yeah. I'm not taking anything away from Khabib. Khabib's a monster, and what Khabib does, he's it, just but in my a opinion, surgeon. He's a surgeon no, on the ground. Hundred percent. Uh, in my opinion, what um, Gaethje. The way Gaethje looked, he didn't look himself. Um, he's got really good cardio. The kid can literally stand, take damage, throw bombs forever. Um, and in, after the first round, he looked winded. Uh, and there wasn't too much grappling in the first round, to be honest. It was a lot of stand-up. You and know, but I think if there's 20 more seconds in that first round, the fight ends in the first. It might, but to be honest... 100. Well, who knows? If you listen to... Daniel Cormier and uh, his relationship with Khabib is super tight. So I, I trust what Daniel says when he's talking about Khabib. Um, Khabib switched to a triangle choke because Justin's parents were in the crowd and he didn't want to hurt Justin in the in front of his parents. And he remembered earlier in the week that Justin said, this is for the gold. He could break my arm. I will not tap. That's why Justin he went tapped, to sleep. He tapped, though, to the choke. He did tap. No, he went to sleep. Well, no, he no, tapped. You the, could see him so tapping. So the ref just missed it, and they, the tapped. commentators noted it, that he tried tapping three separate times. He really? Did. He did. I yeah, missed that. The, re- the ref was snaring right at it. I mean, that was bad it should have stopped. He shouldn't have passed opinion. out. But no. I didn't see. He I, tapped. I honestly, it was uh, it was one of those things. It was. It and there's really no disgrace to him busy. tapping. No, there's no disgrace to him tapping. But That was an expert. You know, move transition. He's a, no, he's a. He gave up full mount to pound the guy's face in just so he can wrap his legs around his head and turn him over and choke him out to sleep. Yeah, I mean, it's a really from once you have top mount. If you, I mean, it's a it's a so, pretty smooth. So here's here's some interesting facts about the fight, right? So the judges actually awarded Gaethje the first round. If yeah. you go to the the greatest well, was, of all time argument, early. you know about Khabib never losing rounds to anybody. He loses the first, but. 
what we learned about Gaethje, he's lost two rounds, his hasn't he? Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yes, exactly. Now with that one, he they, lost that round and he lost one against Connor, didn't he? He lost that exactly. He lost the the third against Connor. Yeah. But um, where I was going with that is that basically Khabib uh, is like just uh, way better at, at pressuring and and putting a guy on the ground. And and Justin Gaethje's BJJ was absolutely terrible. He allowed. Just trash. He allowed so many easy uh, transitions as soon as he was taken down, like B-Hole just mentioned. I mean, he went from um, shooting super low in between his legs, but he ended up getting both hands around his waist. He slips out of that, pulls him back out of it, drags him out towards the middle, and in 15 seconds, he's in full mount, and there's only 20 seconds left in the round, and Gaethje looks up, and Khabib's like, do I have enough time to get him in it and tap him? And he was starting to lock it in with about eight or seven seconds left. And it was then, an arm bar, wasn't it, it? Yes, exactly. He was about to pull him back on an arm bar from mount position, and Gaethje knew it. He started to throw a couple left hands. We didn't even see the pair Dagestani handcuffs this fight I mean this was such an easy match for Khabib I mean it's almost good he did retire because I don't know if there's a guy that really stacks up for with him in this division he needs to move up if he's ever going to have a challenge to be honest with you after watching that fight there's two fights left I want to see from Khabib that's it I want to see Tony I want to see Connor Connor had Connor won around Connor had four and if you believe what let's talk about it what was there Connor claims he uh, broke his foot two weeks out from the fight. I thought he looked he had a like... broken toe going into this fight. Yeah, for sure. No, but it's different in the dynamic good of... Good thing he didn't choke him out with his toes. No, but <laughs> that's a different could've. dynamic because uh, Connor has to bounce. Connor's a move-in-out you know, kind of guy. He's a striker. Sting, he's sting and move. And so if you have a broken foot, you're not going to be able to quite move as much. Uh, so I believe that there's potential. I mean, that one went into the fourth. Now, if Khabib maybe let it go into the fourth, I could see that, but... Connor went around in that fight. I saw that there could be a potential for one if Connor was actually hurt, if Connor actually cares. Um, and Tony, who doesn't want to see Tony and could be Tony gives a weird, Tried crazy jujitsu. Obviously, Dana wants to see it. The matchmakers want to see it. Yeah, Promotions everybody wants to see, to see I, it. I think the Khabib retirement's for real and and it's legitimate. It's really though. interesting. I mean, it's either a huge move for money or it's uh, no. Nah, those real. guys are. He's big into family. You can tell he is, especially after losing his dad. And he promised his mom it would be his last fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who? Who? I mean. And you know what? Maybe his mom brings him out of retirement based on seeing how much he misses it. Who knows? But. So yeah. the only path that I see for Khabib realistically coming back is two fights. Like, I just disagree with one of them. So McGregor's one of them. I don't think he needs to, to fight Ferguson to justify Do you anything. think Khabib would fight McGregor, though? Yeah. Yes, and here's the... here's the he hates him? No, here's the scenario that I have for it, okay? The scenario I've got for it is that we know that McGregor's already coming back into the division. He's going to fight Poirier. I'm thinking there will be an announcement very soon that that fight will become an interim title fight and that Conor will end up being the interim title holder um, and then immediately afterwards, Poirier. Poirier. He, will, he will defend it. Right, but... I think he'll win that fight against Dustin, and so. which will solidify him as a clear uh, contender. And then after he dusts off some other chump, whomever they put in front of him, he's going to have all the talking power to call Khabib out. What better way to solidify your GOAT argument if you're Khabib than to, to come out of dropping your gloves to reclaim your title against Connor, who is now the interim champion? I mean, is, is there a disagreement? No, I think no, it's... No, I, I can see that. 
I think if there's anybody who's going to drag him out of retirement, it'll be... The other one's be, GSP to me. If yeah. there's a GSP no, fight, I don't even true. see the point in that fight, though. No, I don't see the point in the fight, but he's always wanted it. His dad wanted it. I think that's why he wanted to retire at I 30. I do, because he's bigger. GSP fights at 170 naturally, and he is widely... Khabib's going to maul him. I widely... He's think, old. I widely he's think, in his 40s, right? Well, it's, I mean, Randy Couture won titles at, at his I early 40s. I understand Khabib's... Khabib's Khabib. If you don't possess enough to fucking smash him and put him out with one quite, you catch him out of position. I don't. I just. I. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just don't see risk reward. Like there's no. How does GSP put it on him? I guess. I don't know. I just don't see the, the really the purpose of the fight. So uh, now transitioning. Let's do this. Let's get into the nitty gritty. What we all love. College football. College football. There, Maybe. There's one game football. I right out the gate I want. Well, there's one I, I right out the gate want to talk about. Okay. Go ahead. And it's the um, Ohio State Penn State. That's, that's a go. that's a juicy one. It's a juicy one of them. Game. I love it. Now Ohio State is twelve point favorites. Yeah, mm-hmm. they should be. Yeah. I you think that's enough? So here's my problem is that Penn State went on the road and dropped to Indiana and you know, last week we kind of ridiculed that, you know, three point spread, but Penn State legitimately went down and, and did not look good. And lost. Um, historically though, this is um a heated, heated game. Oh, Penn State wants it. And Penn State And is, it's in Penn State. They've got to, to win. I love Penn State getting the number here. At 12, because of the fact that I it's just such a, a heated gonna, rivalry. I think I'm picking them straight up. I, yeah. Ooh. I mean, I, I don't understand uh, how it could be overlooked by the odds makers that they feel ultimately that there's 12-point difference of talent between Ohio and Pennsylvania. Because I, there really isn't, in my I opinion. don't think so. From the game that I watched last week, Ohio State, in the beginning, um, had trouble. They had some They had some trouble. I if mean, it wasn't for Nebraska won, getting away from the yeah. run. With McCaffrey, I, yeah, I, they would have won the game potentially. I mean, it would have been a lot closer than it was. They were up seventeen fourteen, mm-hmm. and they went away from what was working. Yeah, grind out the clock, take time off the ball. I mean, it's just, I like Penn State. I think they've got a lot of athletes. I think it's a chance to get right to put. If you're gonna put, if you are in the thought process of saying a one loss winner of our division can still make the playoffs, it's an absolutely must win game for Penn State and especially at home. I know there's no fans, but they go zero and two. They're hurting. Yeah, yeah they, they're eliminated. They've got no shot. It's done. Yeah, it, oh, it one and one, but beating Ohio State, depending upon what happens out there. Um, it's a big win the on the resume. 10. Jump back yeah. into the top ten. So my next one that it's, I want to uh, talk Boise about. Boise State and Air Force. I'm, I'll jump ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's actually the game right below that. Mississippi State, Alabama. What happens to Mike Leach? Uh, he gets shut down. <laughs> he gets blown. Probably. He gets I can't wait to see out. it. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, that's Bama. a fun game to watch. Bama's probably going to roll. Bama's tight. minus 31. <laughs> Their quarterbacks looked great, actually. You know, wow, I, might really? take the, I might take the points. But it Bama is minus thirty one. Bama doesn't. I like the game. points. I'll take the points. I yeah, like um, but Bama still wins. By here's a close 25. one. Oklahoma State, undefeated, the number six team in the nation Texas. right now. Yeah, uh, and Texas. Yeah, yeah, three and a half points. Yeah, that's a close that's one. A close. That's going to be a good game. I think the Ellinger is a very underrated factor in the game, and like I said last week, you know, Mike Gundy made a decision that separated him and his football team, and you know. I don't know how disciplined they are to, to take on Texas here with a six next to their name. So I think Texas is motivated to come in and get the Big 12 title. And we can't go. You can't go. Yeah, let's go with Texas. Longhorns. Yeah, I love it. 
Hook them. Um, another good one on here. Uh, rivalry game, Michigan State, Michigan. Is yep. Michigan going to put an eyeball in that game? Tons actually. of disrespect here, too. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate Jim Harbaugh. Right. Yeah, we've absolutely. discussed. They look good, unfortunately. 24 and a half. That's the disrespect That's I'm saying. I'm taking the points again. Again. How yeah. do you, I mean, rivalry game. I mean, I don't care. We saw what happened when you try to punt the fucking ball in your Michigan against yep. Michigan State. You can't even do it. This is very true. There's a lot of film, a lot of hate between these two schools. Um, film, film regardless, they just, they play in the same state and 24 for the number. I mean, for the road team? Nah. Or is Michigan at home? Yeah, Michigan's at it's home. At, it's in Michigan. Still. Yeah, Ann Arbor. Still. There's no fans. So, yeah. so uh, can I wrap up real quick with something, you guys? Something I want to talk about? Can I get Please to do- one more oh, game? Oh, you want one more game? One more right, game. One more and game. it's only because this was one game that we talked about early when the show got on, so only our early fans will know about it. But gotcha. this is the team that I've liked in the SEC, and I think it could be a team that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia-Kentucky, mm-hmm. right? Uh, there's a it's pretty big line. It's 14 and a half. I think Kentucky's going to play a lot closer. I no. think Georgia. Didn't Kentucky just go on the road and, and wax Tennessee? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think ten- I think Tennessee was supposed to be um, a decent team this yeah. year. Um, Kentucky can get the numbers so at home. This is, this is kind of the spread here. I like um, a lot of numbers. Here's some numbers for you. Um, Terry Wilson, the quarterback, he's thrown four touchdowns to one interception, uh, only 602 yards. Um, but – the running back for Kentucky is actually for all of the talent for everything that is Georgia is outrushing Georgia and he's had less carries. He's got uh, four touchdowns, three hundred five yards on fifty five carries, and White's averaging got, six yards a pop. Yeah, White's doing sixty four carries at two hundred sixty six yards and five touchdowns, which so. is not the metric you normally see in Georgia. No, I mean they produce some powerhouse backs. You have a Kentucky's averaging 20 points allowed per game. Georgia's averaging 19 and a half. Georgia's scoring 33, Kentucky scoring 24 and a half. So, it could be a pretty close game. Um the money line's nice. I think if you want to make some money, it's a good game to bet on. Well, the, I I think a lot of the lines are are pretty safe bets um in terms of Michigan State and Penn State. Um, and Kentucky, all three of those games are, are pretty juicy conference games that, you know, I don't think the talent is widely separated other than Georgia, Kentucky, perhaps. Um, yeah. Georgia's, you know, been recruiting super well with Kirby. Their big issue is that they haven't been able to convert to it. get over the hump. Right. They've got they've got a few games um, where they've had some really good looking wins and they've gotten into the CFP. And, you know, uh, that one guy who is a Blankenship ended up blowing a kick for him in a big situation where they had a chance to win the title against Bama yeah. in the title game. Absolutely. Um, so they, they got a bugaboo to get over, um, but they have the experience to win the game. But I don't know, man. The number sounds kind of sexy here. I like it. Uh, Behole, that is it for my talk on college football. Feel free. I just want to take a second to uh, congratulate the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ooh, that takes you, a lot. No, no. It's sarcastic. Hold on. Um, <laughs> you, you won the World Series in a 60-game fucking COVID season. Cool fucking story, bro. It took you how many years? How many decades? Let me rephrase that. How many decades did it take you to get there? You paid how much money? You've had four shots or three shots in the last four years, and it took a 60-game COVID season where fucking Turner has the balls after getting fucking diagnosed with COVID to come back out on the te- or on the field and carry the trophy around and hug everybody. Such fucking disrespect to the situation our country's facing. Yeah, I'm playing that card, even though... Well, never mind. We won't get into that. But fuck you, L.A. Dodgers. Go home. You won. Can I Take your trophy you, only, and your 60-game season and shove it up your uh, ass. The worst managerial decision the worst, in World Series the history. The worst poll ever. The pitcher is fucking dealing a no-hitter 
or a, a shutout two hit, what, seven strikeouts, I think? Yeah. And the next six batters, or three batters he was due to face were uh, 0-2 each. Like, yeah. he had K'd all of them, I th- in fact, I think. I'm... It's just fucking retarded. worst managerial decision ever. The only thing that could be worse is if the manager for the Boston Red Sox called Buckner to purposely boot the play. That'd be the only manager decision in a World Series that I would stack up to that. It is that bad. And obviously, we know Buckner didn't get a call from his manager to boot the ball and you know allow the Mets to get a chance to win the World Series. But shame on the manager for the Rays. I don't even I don't even know who he yeah, is. Snell had pitched five I mean, and a, five and a third inning, had allowed two hits. And had K'd nine people. Right. He'd struck out nine people in five and one third The innings. 75 pitch thing just shocks me. 75 them. pitches and you pull it. Shocks me. Bumgarner would have thrown 130. Verlander would have thrown 130. There are so many guys that would have went well over 100 pitches. I mean, you know, th- these managers, like Mike Wilbon said, they would have pulled Sandy Koufax from games. Oh, and congratulations, Clayton Kershaw. You pitched well in one fucking playoff game. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jesse Morris, Dodger fan. He's probably super pumped up right now. Yeah. Have you had to pay him for anything on this? I, I got to take Did him you to guys... Every year we have a bet that whoever wins a division, I have the I basically, I, for the last several years, have had to take him to dinner. Um, but up until now, we've got three titles in the last 15 years. So. What do you mean? We? Uh, who do you identify as? The San Francisco Giants. Perfect. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was a bat boy once, so that's why I say we. <laughs> you know what? If you don a uniform, and I, I'm totally okay with that, absolutely. Well, I think we're at about that time here uh, to where, you know, we got to get out of here. I want to mention one thing. that We went through the entire show without mentioning the most impressive defensive we're on Spotify. rundown. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. DK Metcalf absolutely um, oh hawked God. down Buda Baker. Play with, of the year so far. I've never seen anything like that. I heard he got a, an invite to try out for the Olympic relay trial team actually, for this summer. Can I, can I actually tell you, it was a little bit of shit talking from the United States you know, uh, track team. They said, feel free for any NFL players to show up and see what real speed is. And he said, let's go. Yeah. What are you guys going to do if DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, Henry Ruggs shows up? They're like, hey, heard you guys need a four by one. Let's do this. (laughs) What are you guys going to do? You guys always. Who's their fourth? Huh? Who's their fourth? They don't need one. Tyreek Hill. (laughs) He's (laughs) going to throw the baton. He's 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 an anchor. Oh okay, God. throw in, uh, what's the other fast? Hardman. There you go. Mecole. Mecole. Yeah. Who's running anchor? Tyreek. Tyreek. Probably Tyreek. I don't man. know, man. DK's got those long strides. Let DK get you out there. He's got the long reach at the end to he, get it across the line. I mean, well, let reach D- the baton across the line. It's yeah. your chest. Let DK oh. start it out. DK. He's got a wide one of those, DK too. DK into Henry Ruggs, because Henry's got to go around the corner, right? Mm-hmm. So then you give Mecole. The, Mecole. E, to Mecole down the home stretch. And then the Miko to Tyreek handoff oh. should be pretty smooth because they're teammates. Facts. Shame on the Seahawks for not calling more plays to DK Metcalf. I mean, I know that my fantasy team loved every catch and touchdown that Tyler Lockett had, but my gosh, I mean, DK Metcalf is a man. monster. Look, guys, Patrick it, Peterson it, was getting eaten alive by everybody. Oh. This he had a pick, but whatever. This game, in my opinion, really came down to. Um, I mean, at, at the point that they missed the field goal to win the game and holding call when DK scored. Oh. I mean, David so that Morris play shame. right there, oh. why did it take you Schottenheimer? Why did it take you on, on third down to call a screen? They're playing 12 yards off the ball. Yeah. Our athletes are athletes. Tyler Lockett just caught three touchdowns for you. Let the man chip away yards. And granted that David Moore hold did 
actually cause the touchdown to sure. be scored because that that's not a touchdown if he doesn't hold him, but it's still I mean, a first down. Yeah, well, or it, close absolutely. To it. Yeah, that's what I was saying to EQ. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here to mention it, but man, let the fucking guy go. Like you don't need You're to blatantly have, holding. Right, you don't need to have your hands on the outside of his shoulders grabbing his jersey. It's like this man. He, st- he's bigger. He can get around a guy and he can bounce off and he'll at least get 10, 12 yards and out of bounds. It was first also, down. He put him back to first and 19. Can we go back to basics? I don't I, Can we go back to basics? They went to third and 19. That was, was a third yeah, down play. Because it was a hold. Yeah. So can we go back to basics here as well? I remember being taught in high school football when blocking a corner. If the corner gets inside of you and starts moving towards the play, stop pulling him to your body and just continue to push him out. Yeah, let the running back cut underneath. Right. If that happens there, as soon as that guy gets outside and you start shoving him out of bounds, out of bounds. you don't think DK cuts that back inside his home free? Yeah. This is a simple thing, and it's okay. It's this a, is like peewee shit, man. I've never been a proponent of being undefeated going into playoffs or being undefeated in general because it's just bad it's, juju. It's a monkey on your back. It is. And so I just say, get it out of the way now. I just wish it wasn't in the division of the Cardinals. I mean, I get that, but if you're going to lose to somebody, we, I I already thought they'd lose a game to the Cardinals earlier. I the did year. too. I said it was going to be the game. Thirteen three was my number for the end of the year. I mean, they're still due two more losses, unfortunately, somewhere on the schedule. At the at Rams game, you know, it's probably going to be an L. And even the home Rams game is always a question, man. I mean, the at San Francisco game. I think we game, drop one of the Niners, too. It's possible. I mean, every team in the division is super, super good. And they all have the, the capability of winning each week. You know, if you look at the Cardinals' record, they've got the division, you know, in a pretty good position right now. So, uh, yeah. Enough Homer talk. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it. I'm I done. tell you, man, the Seattle Seahawks are a team that I'm scared of. I <laughs> hope we don't play them in the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, until next week, thank you for listening to us ramble. We appreciate you on guys Spotify. hanging on. Yeah, on we, Spotify yeah, now, yeah. yeah. We got a couple seconds to just mention, yeah, we're on Spotify, getting up on Apple. We mentioned it at the end when people yep. have stopped listening at this point. but right. No, no one stopped listening. We're too entertaining to, to shut off at this point. Find us on social media, at ZBookies, all that good stuff. Spotify. Type in Z bookies. I'm sure you'll find it. It Absolutely. pops up. Thanks for We're right after Y bookies. Yeah. <laughs> ah, God, I'm all right. This is B hole. J Rod. And N2. Thanks for tuning in, guys. EQ hopefully back next week. And a uh, big shout out for all those Halloweeners. Have a good one.